1: Hey guys, this is Mike Madano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hey guys, what is going on? My name is Brian, this is Sarcastic Remarks, and you are watching the after game review of game number 79. I cannot believe we're at game number 79. Stars get the win tonight, although not exactly the way they would want to. They still get the points tonight. They win by a final score of 3-2. to two. Over the struggling Seattle Kraken to finish out the season. And we've got Christian here tonight wearing his uh what Dallas Star shirt
0: is that? I can't even see it. It's my hockey puck off-brand shirt.
1: Oh, I like it. It's all about off-brand with you when you're in college, right? What's that? What's that oh, Dr. Yeah.
0: Pepper off brand that you like? Dr. B. ATB, Dr. 250 for six. It's great.
1: <laughs> well, unlike the uh unlike your shirt. And uh, your Dr. Pepper. The Stars did not look fully uh, off brand tonight, except for the first period, kind of. So What
0: are you well, talking about? You that, was, that was perfectly on brand for the Stars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the first period, I mean, I'm going to say they dominated them in the first period. I mean, they had like seven scoring chances. The Kraken had two. The Kraken scored on both their scoring chances, and the Stars scored on none. I can't think of anything more on brand than that.
1: Yeah, and again, I I was afraid that if uh, Seattle got a third goal that we wouldn't win this game. Because, you know, like, I think it was Chris – no, it was James. It was James. I almost said you said this, but it was James who said that we've only won – we've only scored two goals in the last six games. So it's not a good thing if if your opponent gets to three right now if you're the Dallas Stars. But um, biggest winner, biggest loser tonight, Chris. What did you
0: think? Biggest winner – I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the obvious one, and I'm gonna take the the non-obvious one. I'm okay. giving the biggest winner to Dennis Gurionov. <laughs> His first period was terrible. He sucked. I mean, the first goal is partially on him because he had a terrible turnover in the defensive zone that directly led to Klingberg taking that tripping call, which the Seattle and technically didn't
1: pull on. Going on at that point either for for cracking yeah. at all. Period.
0: Nothing. Yeah, which they technically didn't score on, but they really did. So, yeah, his first period sucked, and then he didn't have any offense. The second period rolls rolls around, and all of a sudden, I see him multiple times, four-checking hard, making good passes, being in the right position, making good shots, and he gets the assist on the huge game-winning goal. So, hopefully, this is a turning point for Gurionov and him getting back to actually playing hard. (laughs) But... I'll I'll give the the biggest winner to Gariana for this one tonight, and you can take the obvious one.
1: Obviously, I'll do the obvious one, and then I'll do another one of someone who I thought would, had a really good game. But obviously, it's Robby I mean, you yeah. can't really say enough about the guy. I, I, we've recently been talking about how Robertson is severely underrated in the league right now. He's not really he's known, but he's not known as a superstar. He should be, but. Ropa Hans is right up there with him, and he deserves just as much credit, if not more, than uh, Robertson uh, over the course of the past five weeks, especially. So I, I think he's had 14 goals in 19 games, in, in, you know, yeah. as of recent. And yeah. both of those guys what? alone, I think they've scored uh, eight of the last 11 goals or something like that before this game tonight. So and now it's like ten to the last uh, sixteen. So still, it's an, it's insane what those guy two guys are able to do and how much pressure are on those two guys to score, and yet they still are able to find a way to respond to that pressure. So, I mean, he he's my biggest winner,
0: and just his hockey skills too. Like we talk about how Robertson doesn't have like one great hockey skill, which I think it's shooting now. But mm. we talk about that. Hint has like a ton. He is so fast. He has a great shot. He has great vision on the ice. He is an all-around hockey player. That's why I was talking about at the beginning of the season how he could be an amazing star in the league, and I still think he could. I'm just waiting for him to kick it into another level.
1: I'll give my other biggest winner to someone who is not as uh, noticeable and has not had a good season, but he had a really good game tonight. I noticed him a lot. Uh, Yoel Kivirantzak. Kiviranza had an absolutely excellent game tonight. Now, I know he didn't get on the scoreboard like we would want him to because we we would want him to be kind of a a middle six guy who can kind of pitch in every once in a while. But he just had an extra level to his game tonight that most of the stars did not have other than the first line. So, I mean, there, there was about four or five different times when I wrote down his name. And it was with when it came to like a big shot or a big chance for him or a good uh, defensive
0: play or something like that. He just had a very
1: good overall all around game.
0: And his stats prove it. He had five shots on goal. That's only that's second on the team for forwards behind Robertson, who had seven, which is crazy. (laughs) He had three hits, which I've loved him for checking and throwing the body and stuff. He had sixteen minutes of time on ice. That tops That's a lot for him. Uh, Jamie Ben, Michael Raffle, and nope, doesn't top Sagan because Sagan likes to stay on the ice. <laughs> but it also tops the, the game winning goal scorer, Vladislav Domestikov, who only had seven minutes time on ice. It just feels like whoever gets the game winning goal is not gonna play very much at all. It's crazy. <laughs> but
1: whatever. Well, uh, how did you feel about Michael Roffel on that second line? That's something I, I hated it. about Really? Because I thought I thought I, they, the, the line played really good tonight overall. I know they didn't get any scoring chances or anything like that.
0: But I disagree I mightily. No, they didn't get any scoring chances. That's a huge red flag. There's supposed to be a second line, and they had no scoring chances. I thought Sagan had um, a good game. No, they were minus one on the night. I mean, they let it another goal.
1: I still think I he mean, had a good game tonight. He had a lot of chances and a lot of shots. So, that was didn't. me.
0: <laughs> he had three shots. He 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 played better. He played one shot better. So I disagree. That they they're just not playing good. We're still winning in spite of them.
1: Still winning in spite of the second line. That sounds familiar. What would you feel about putting Kiviranta on that line just as a reward for how he played tonight against the uh, Golden Knights?
0: I'd be fine with that. But honestly, I like I like the line he played on. So I don't know. I I I think. I think, honestly, what needs to happen is if Rajilov's not hurt, which I'm not for sure of now that he was scratched two games in a row, if he's not hurt, then I'd say just throw him on there, say, y'all were the core of this team. It's on y'all to figure it out. Because, like, those are the guys who have been together the longest, who were the offense, and, like, this is their last chance together. Because is gone at least next year, and who knows what's going to happen with Ben and Sagan. So... I I'd say put it on them and make them do something. <laughs> no, but, I,
1: dis- I I disagree. I, I don't think Radulov's the answer to that line. Uh, I don't but, know if he's the
0: answer, but I think it's it's worth it to for old time's no. sake because nothing is the answer. We have tried five different guys on that line, and nothing has happened.
1: Not with not with this big of a game, and the fact that every time you've put them together, the last time he tried to put that those three guys together. Uh well, maybe not the last time, but there was a it was several several months ago he put those three guys together, and they allowed two goals in the first five minutes of the game so i well, I, he I just three
0: goals last game and one goal this game, so I'm not sure how much worse he can get
1: well i I just don't think that uh I don't think that's the answer I mean, I would rather put student each in there before you put in uh Radulov. but that's just me just me. meffle so. student each has been in there <laughs> but but again, you know that. Kiwi I don't think, has been tried on that second line. He is hasn't, but tonight? I mean it's
0: just it's just gonna be a revolving door.
1: Right. And, and I mean maybe something sticks. And it, I mean if there's you know a game that means? Where something needs to stick, it's the game on Tuesday.
0: It, it, and what that means is if it's a revolving door, that means it's not the person who's revolving's fault.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean true. at
0: some point, like they gotta find a bone and they're not finding anything.
1: Well, uh, who was your biggest loser for tonight, Chris?
0: Biggest loser? I'm going to be like you, and I'm going to go a little bit abstract with this one. The biggest loser, and I stole this from James, too, in in a text message chat. The star's biggest loser is expected goals. The advanced analytic expected goals. We are, what is it, top five, top ten in the league in expected goals? We're fifth. And, yeah, we're fifth in expected goals. And what are we in goals for? 16th that's insane (laughs) and like that was so obvious in the first period i already talked about it we should have scored five goals in the first period and we lose the period two to nothing
1: i think part of it was was unluckiness, and part of it was also just not finishing as well it's amazing because we have all the finished players in the world we should be finishing (laughs) but we're not
0: we need more sorry
1: dad joke dad joke of the night um I can't really think of one off the top of my head. I didn't really prepare for this one for the Biggest Loser, but if I had to think who the Biggest Loser was, it, it's probably Radulov because they're they're playing about the same without him. You know, they get the win tonight, so
0: I like that one.
1: I, I mean, he he's he's not even in the game, and he's the biggest loser in my opinion. I guess I, I don't know, but I like it's that just, one. It's just unfortunate that a guy who Played so well at the beginning of his contract for the first three years and now he's really, really taken a step back in every form of the word when it comes to taking a step back offensively and defensively. And he's yeah, taking he, stupid penalties and
0: he you know, swung off a cliff. He hasn't yeah. taken a step back. Well maybe he did. Maybe he took a step back and off a cliff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he was so he he was facing the correct way and he just took a step backwards. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know, man. But Anyways, that's my biggest loser for tonight because uh, you know, we really we really could use him, the the old Radulov, and he just hasn't shown up this year. Um, and you know, I'll do one more big winner because he deserves uh credit for tonight's game is Jay Gottinger. Jay Gottinger had a really good game tonight too. Uh yep. after giving up two, you know, goals that I I don't really blame him on. They were tips in front. It got redirected. He didn't let anything else past him. And the stars yep. in general played better in front of him as well. So I think he's another guy who, especially that, uh, that glove save where he's basically on his belly. I forgot who it was on the side. I think it was, uh, might have been Poyot or, uh, Ryan Zanotto, uh, there in the third period where he made a huge save and that kept the stars up three to two. We, we, we got the goals we needed in the second period and then Otter stood his ground when he needed to make a big save in the third. So, uh, we really rode him in the third period. So, yeah. anyways, anything else before we get into, uh, the game summary tonight.
0: Uh, the third period sucked. I mean, for the first two periods being so good, the third period was awful. I mean, I, I I hate us turtling on one goal leads, and we've done it all season. The the Kraken really should have tied it up there. I'm not really sure how they didn't, but because he had a Kraken, I guess.
1: <laughs> and we and we finally figure out Drieger, for goodness sakes! It's like the guy had the stars number. I think his. His uh, goals against average coming in tonight's game against the Stars was like a 1.39 or something like that. So there was some statistic that I heard at the beginning of the broadcast that Razor mentioned, and I was like, geez, it's really good. It, it's just like some some goalies have the numbers of certain teams, and Drager has our number for some reason. Now, tonight we are able to overcome that, which is a good thing. So in two ways, let's get into some of the game summary tonight. Early on, Kiviranta with an early chance after the big rig. Mr. Jamie Alexiak turns it over. Hurley had a shot. And then right at 17-12 in the first period, it appears that Joe Pavelski scores. It, it would be overturned due to a Seattle coaches challenge for goaltender interference, and they actually win that challenge. Now, my, my view on that play and... I know you watched the video. I saw you commented on the, the NHL PR Twitter handle or whatever. I did not get a chance to watch it, but so maybe I can ask you this. What what was their explanation for why that was turned
0: over? Their only explanation was Ropey skated into the goalie. That was Even it. Even though
1: his ice was taken away by the defenseman.
0: Yeah, they made no mention of defenseman or anything.
1: Well, my thing was is... I don't think you could prove that there was goaltender interference, and I also don't think you can't prove that there wasn't goaltender interference. They called it a goal on the ice, and I thought that it, it wouldn't be confirmed that there wasn't goaltender interference, but I thought that it would stand just because, I mean, you couldn't call that goaltender interference. I didn't think it was because of the play of the Seattle Kraken defenseman in front. I don't know who it was in front that uh, had hints like that, but I thought it was a goal, and uh, there it would— unfortunately be a drastic difference uh, as the game would go along but so obviously you think that that was a goal correct you should have counted yeah it?
0: absolutely i mean it the, the stuff that is allowed to go in and count as a goal and then this isn't is absolute bullcrap i mean he's obviously being glided into the goaltender by the defender because he had made a bigger effort to get out of the way maybe but then you would have called a penalty on him for holding or whatever on the defender. And we've literally seen players move goaltenders gloves out of the way with their stick. And that's not like, how is this guy being pushed in by a defender, goaltender interference and whacking the goalie's glove with your stick, not goaltender. interference. The, the it, And we'll, I'll go into the kick too. The kick all season has been ridiculous. Kicking is just allowed in the NHL now. And then every once in a blue moon, they decide that the kick isn't allowed. Like these, these rules that, really determine what goals are allowed and what aren't are going to be a big deal. When we go into the playoffs. there's going to be a big goal that happens that is either allowed or called off because these rules are not clear and it's going to make the NHL look foolish. I mean, honestly, I, I totally see that happening. It's going to be a big deal. And a lot of people are going to be pissed off, but I mean, the GMs need to go into their, whatever, end of season meeting and need to make sure that these rules Become clear because right now it is not clear at all, and no nobody knows the rule. It's like James said in the the text message. It's literally would be better to just flip a coin right now for goaltender interference. Like, (laughs) I mean, we don't know, so let's just flip a coin. So it it's just ridiculous the way it's managed, and to call to call it goaltender interference when no one even knows the rule is just ridiculous. And I'm done on that.
1: So we both agree that it probably should have counted, not because they couldn't prove goaltender interference, but that, you know, it should have just stood because they called it a goal on the ice. I didn't think there was enough to overturn it. But yeah. anyways, uh, the game would continue. Uh, Miro would get a shot. So, I mean, obviously that goal comes off. And uh, I wrote down the Stars have really come out shooting. I mean, it, at one point it was 7 nothing in the first three minutes Of the first period. So it's a perfect start for the Dallas Stars, other than the goal getting overturned. Um, Sagan would have a chance, and it was very luckily blockered by Drieger. Drieger never saw it. It just happened to hit his blocker. And then uh, this is where the turning point of the first period happens. We already talked about Gary Onoff turns the puck over. It leads to a Klingberg penalty, and then Seattle would go on the power play. And at this point, Seattle has no shots, and they've spent no time in the Dallas Stars zone at all, period. Zip zilch zero nothing. Um, it was a really good start to the uh, penalty kill for uh, the Stars, and there was some overpassing by Seattle that I thought they probably should have uh, triggered the shot a little more. And then as the as the penalty is expiring, uh, Riley hand gets a rebound off a point shot. Oh, Ryan.
0: Okay. Ryan's gone. But anyway, we were talking about the uh the power play that the Kraken had. And oh, Ryan, are you back?
1: Sorry. Yep, I'm back.
0: Ryan's back. I'll talk about the power play that the Kraken had. So Go anyway, Goronov has the puck, makes a terrible pass back into his own defensive zone. Which no wait, which one is this? No, yeah, that was before the power play. Okay. Now now I'm back on it. So the stars win a win face off cleanly in the defensive zone at the tail end of the Kraken uh, power play, wins it back to Hockenpah. Hawk Hawkenpaw rifles it into the bench, just straight to the bench, no one around him, no reason for it to go into the bench. That leads to another Stars, that leads to another Kraken off of the zone uh, face-off, off the power play. And off of that face-off, they score the goal from the rebound right off of Otter, which, my goodness, like, so no. many bad plays. So many people made bad plays there. Gorinov makes a bad play to set up the turnover to begin with, then Klingberg makes a bad play, tripping in his own zone, and then Pockinpot makes a bad play rifling into his own bench. Like three people are at fault for the goal. It's crazy.
1: I, I, I think it was more unfortunate than anything. Just uh, I mean what Hopefully are the chances so three bad plays but, right there. <laughs> I, I don't I don't I don't think so because what are the chances that you you know you have shot seven and nothing. You get a goal that most people think it should be counted a goal. It gets overturned. The one time the Kraken get into the zone, they force a penalty because Gariano turns it over. And then the one face-off that Seattle wins, it happens to go into the back of the net. And it's a perfect rebound. Absolutely perfect rebound for Sheahan to get the goal. That was it's the unfortunate. most unfortunate thing, period.
0: Was it's there definitely bad unfortunate. Clicks? But was the it? best plays are there. They they led to the goal. Like, yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, we don't deserve it. But there was four, and I'll add another one. You didn't tie him up right in front of the net. I mean, I don't I don't remember who that was in front of Otter, but you got to tie him up there, and he didn't do it. I think it was Hawk and Paw again. Now that I'm that I'm replaying it in my mind, but mm-hmm. I mean, it. They start playing bad, and it's an instant goal. Like, yeah, that's unfortunate, but you can't play start playing bad at all. Like you have to take the lead whenever you have that much pressure. It doesn't matter if a goal is called back, and that's what it kind of felt like. That goal got called back, and I think we had a couple shots after it, but the momentum was gone there, and then yeah, the, the we, penalty kill just killed it.:
1: Yeah, because we really thought we deserved to be to be up one to nothing at that point, and i I thought so too. but uh nonetheless, uh, Sheahan would get the goal from Larson and Alexiak, and it would be one nothing Seattle. Hey hockey fans, feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get 150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team to win, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code thpn at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. <laughs> and then, uh, kind of a scary play there. Here, about a minute later, Jamie gets kicked in the face by uh, by the edge of a skate, and thankfully, it wasn't like the sharp edge or anything, so yeah. nothing happens. But it, it was completely by accident. It was just a, a face off you know, between Jamie and whoever uh, the Seattle Kraken player was. But it was very scary because I was just like, oh, we can't lose Jamie Ben right now. We absolutely cannot.
0: I didn't even yeah. realize how close it was to being bad until yeah, I saw the replay. it could have been a
1: lot worse, yeah.
0: I thought it was just a high stick, and I was like, why is there no penalty? And then I saw he literally got kicked in the face. Like, that's nuts.
1: Well, and and props to the uh, refs for immediately calling the play and, and immediately yeah. stopping it because it looked it looked terrible. It looked bad. So, anyways, uh, right after that, uh, the shots have sort of kind of evened up at seven to five Dallas. But then I wrote they had started off seven to nothing. So Seattle had five shots of their own after that. Pow- well, during the power play and then after it.
0: Yeah. Um, pretty much that five minute segment after our goal got called back, the Kraken really played well there.
1: And yeah. then
0: after that, the stars start playing really good again.
1: Uh, Geeky would have a really big hit on Nemesnikov. So that kind of worried me a little bit with, uh, Nemesnikov, you know, getting in his first game back after missing five, uh, hence with an opportunity as an able to put it home. And then I wrote Kivi has been good. We kind of already talked about that a little bit. And again, Morgan Geeky sends it wide on a good chance. And Otter gets at least a piece of it with his glove. So he keeps it out. Sagan with a giant one-timer slap shot. My gosh. And a great save by Drieger there. And then about a minute after that, five minutes remaining in the period, uh, Drigger had a giant save on Ropey Hints after a rebound chance. And at that point, with that particular save, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Man. You, please don't do this to me. Please don't. That's literally what I wrote. I was like, please don't do this to me right now. I cannot handle the anxiety that I'm feeling right now as a Stars fan. And it, it would eventually get worse. But were you feeling that same sort of anxiety after that giant save on hints?
0: Oh, yeah. Right after our goal got called back, I was like, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like a perfect Stars game to lose. I'm glad we figured it out in the second period. But, boy, that first period was like the epitome of everything Dallas hockey.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Right after that giant save by Drieger, there's a two-on-one by Dallas. Uh, Robo is actually the one that is on the ice there with Pavelski. He chooses to shoot. Drieger makes a really good save and defiantly stands there and says, no, you're not going to score. Kuhleman had a really, really good opportunity there. Otter would make the save there. And then, again, it's like these late goals or these really early goals. Uh, Gord would have a tip from a Poyot point shot. And that would make it two to nothing, Seattle, in a game that I was just like, <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. They absolutely don't even deserve to be up one to nothing, nonetheless, two to nothing.
0: And, and the, this one was totally against the pace of play, too. I mean, the Stars were barreling all over him. The Kraken were in the zone for like 20 seconds, and it was in the back of our net. I mean, it was a great tip by Yanni Gord. That was honestly nuts to redirect it in the direction it did, too. It was like, How does that even happen? But that's that's the more unfortunate one that I think, because we were playing good to that point. But after that goal, boy, I didn't think we were coming back. I was on the same boat as you. I was like, we're not getting more than two goals.
1: And uh, I don't know if you saw one of the tweets by, I can't remember. I think it was Ben at Stars Countdown on Twitter. He wrote that the Stars' chances of making the playoffs dropped 13%. In one period, one after, period. Being, after being down two to nothing to the Seattle Kraken, and I'm just like, oh no, we're That's at 59% the, at that point. 59%. We, I'm like, oh man, we
0: talk about how how bad it is to be stars fans and stuff, and like how we hate being on the bubble, but it's so fun being on the bubble too, just because how much everything counts in the end. It, it, it's so fun. <laughs> Move along, hockey's fun, duh.
1: Well. At the end of the first period, the shots were twelve to nine in favor of the stars, and then i this is my uh take from the first period. Dallas was the better team by far throughout the first period, but again, no goals, and Seattle was opportunistic. That was the perfect word that I thought would uh explain the first period and then the only other thing that I could point out that the stars did wrong was that they took a penalty at the absolute wrong time. That's all I, that's that's the only thing I could think of. but even then it would it should have been, It should have been like, 100% called off. So, I I, I don't know. But that was just me. What, what did you think about the first period?
0: I mean, we just can't allow goals like that, and we have to score on our chances. Like, the Yanni Gord goal, honestly, like, that one was going to happen no matter what was going on in the game. Just because of how Flicky. against the pace of play it was and everything. Like, those just happen sometimes. But the Riley Sheehan goal can't happen. I mean, I talked about the four different ways we could have stopped it before the shot was even made. <laughs> and we've got you've got to score on your chances. I mean, we already talked about the expected goals thing. It's unbelievable. And it, it comes down to individual stuff. And right now, I think the reason our first line is so good is because we reach those expected goals by the first line. And then everybody else on our team just says no. <laughs> it's crazy.
1: So, hey, hey, by the way, Chris, while I'm talking about the second period here, why don't you go ahead and look up that stat uh, about the expected goals? Because I'm very curious to see uh, which teams are around us there. Because I I bet you there's some pretty good teams there. And I'd be very, I mean, Florida, I would expect Florida to probably be up there in the top 10. But just see if you can find it real quick. And then uh, we'll keep going with the second period here. So uh, here in the second period, it, Looks like they're acting like they've already lost, and that's just the the body language that I got from the stars within the first minute of the second period. That's just how I felt about it. Um, 18 minutes and nine seconds remaining in the second. I thought this was absolutely huge. Otter with two really big pad saves on Ryan Donato to keep the game two to nothing. And uh, without that uh, save by Otter there, this game could have been three nothing, and then we really would have been screwed. So. Otter with a really good opportunity to keep the stars in it. Um, And then about 15 minutes, 46 seconds, Robo would have a a chance on the doorstep, but there was no goal. It was like one versus four. Uh, And then I I put within the first five minutes, uh, the Kraken have controlled the second period 100%. Uh, Throughout the second period, the Kraken had controlled the first five minutes of the period. Um, Mm -hmm. 1339, Pavelski would take a shot from Hintz after a Seattle turnover. It's a great shot by him. It was an even better said by Draeger. And then finally, it it all always seems like the stars just need one, just one goal, one, to get it going and get us in the lead. Robo would do that for us. It appears it's Robo's goal, but later it'd be it would be Hence's goal. But uh Hence would score from uh Robertson after Miro beats uh the Seattle four check down in the defensive zone and Paz would. Uh, Pavelski with an excellent uh, secondary assist pass there and that cuts the lead of the Seattle Kraken to one so it's two to one Seattle at this point Um, Chris what did you think about uh, that particular goal and how big was that goal for the Dallas Stars there
0: I mean that goal was huge And, and before that too we were just at that point that line started it, and they were all over the Kraken and Right after that goal, it was just downhill from there. I mean, that period that just showed how good our team can be overall, and how how good that first line can be because they were out there every other shift at that point.
1: And, and I mean, that it, it, it almost looked like they were being double shifted, like every other every other well, they time in were. the second period. So, um, anyways, eleven forty one remaining in the second period. Excuse me, I almost said the first period. Uh, Gary with a huge chance and then Kivi with a chance as well. So Kivi Ronta, that's the third time I've mentioned his name when it comes to offensive opportunities in this game. And then 10 seconds after those two big chances by those two guys, uh, Dallas would go on the power play, their first power play of the game, Pugliot would take the penalty and it doesn't take long, two remaining in the second, hence with a power play goal off the rush, he gets his 37th of the year because that second, that very first goal is as well. And the dude can just skate. He could just absolutely skate. He's one of the elite skaters in the NHL. He could I arguably think that he's just as fast, if not faster, than Connor McDavid when it comes to that sort of thing. And it ties the game two to two, and the American Airlines Center is just absolutely rocking at this point. Uh how big was that goal for the Dallas Stars? That Even goal was
0: nuts. And that one Oh my gosh! That was just Rope Hens just taking the game into his own into his own hands. I mean, the first one he gets totally hooked and should have been a penalty shot. He gets nothing called by the ref. Glares him down immediately and is his face as the play is still going on. Circles back around, does the exact same thing, gets the exact same chance, and then just scores in the ref's face. It was great. I loved it. I mean, that kind of just swagger was awesome from him.
1: Yeah, he has all the confidence in the world right now. But I'm going to go all the way back to the two huge giant saves by Otter on Ryan Donato there two minutes into the second period. I thought that was huge because I thought that was going to go into the net. I honestly did. So I'm glad it didn't. But, you know, Otter takes care of business in one end, hence takes care of business in the other. And then also, I, I think that uh, Otter got an assist on that second goal, if I remember correctly, right? He so did. So he's, so he's doing a little bit of everything here tonight.
0: <laughs> better than Ben and Say in the last six games. Right. <laughs> More points. Right.
1: And then uh, Gord, uh, Yanni Gord, which I love the guy. He's such a great player. Um, Yanni Gord would, would get a high tip on Otter, and it was a better save by Otter there uh 19-12 remaining uh vince dunn formerly of the st louis blues would shoot wide shots at this point are 21 to 15 dallas so daughter uh, daughter otter you know making sure that he's keeping his team in the game and dallas starting to pull away uh in the shot department right after i wrote that down finally the stars take the lead in a game that i thought we deserved to be up and uh, Gary Anoff would make up for that first goal that Seattle would score by forcing a turnover in the offensive zone, passes it directly in front. Beautiful pass, and uh, Vladdy would score. Vladimir Nemestikov would score in his first game back after missing five. Uh, great play, great shot overall. What'd you think?
0: Uh, I mean, that was awesome, and I mean, that whole set there was just Gary playing a lot better. I thought Nemesikov was great during that downhill stretch, too. And it's finally good to get goals from someone other than the first line, really. Like, Mm -hmm. just anybody.
1: And this is just a sudden realization that I'm gaining. But, you know, there have been a lot of players that the Stars have had that have kind of reimagined themselves and what their role would be with the Stars. Like, for the longest time, we thought Roddick Fox would be our second line center right he had all the offensive capabilities and stuff like that unfortunately he didn't turn out that way but he's a good he's a very good checking line center and he can shut down the other team's uh you know top top players maybe that's something that garyanov needs to do because what i'm starting to realize more with garyanov is that he is able to make some great passes i mean we've seen some great passes from him this season and maybe that's just something that he needs to, to focus on more. And maybe he just needs to turn into a playmaker rather than the sniper that we saw a couple of years ago because obviously it's not working. Mm. And no, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm just he, being crazy, but tonight that pass, it was a great pass, and we've seen it numerous times this season where he's made great passes and other guys well, have Well, he's also made him. the most
0: idiotic passes in the entire world to, to lead directly to turnovers in his own zone. So, no, that's wrong. Okay. He has only good Fair skills enough. is skating and shooting. His worst skill is his hockey IQ. Like, literally. It, he just does the dumbest stuff for no reason sometimes. Yeah, defensive
1: so, awareness especially.
0: Yeah, what he needs to do is he needs to park his butt in the offensive zone, wait till he gets the puck, and he needs to shoot it. And whenever he has the puck in the neutral zone, he just needs to skate forward. That's it. He'll be <laughs> such a better player.
1: Well, Right after that goal that uh, Vlad Nemestikov scores, which we should give him a lot more, uh, like a lot more credit for that goal because it was a great shot. It was a, it was five hole. I think all, almost all three goals were five hole. I think the last two definitely were. I know that for sure. I need, I need to remember the first one. The
0: first one, there was no goalie in the net, so.
1: <laughs> okay, I guess that doesn't really count. Yeah. Okay, but, anyways, uh, five hole would work for the stars here tonight. But, uh, there was a good stick by Klinger. Robo would have a shot swallowed by Drieger. Uh, there was a really good save by Otter and uh, Razor called it an artful kick. Um, and then it's announced in the American Airlines Center that Pavelski gets his 500th career assist on the first tense goal. So good uh, for Pavelski to hit that milestone for him. Uh, Foxwood would first force a turnover. Glenn Denning would take a shot and then Fox tried to force it in off to the side. A couple of good shots there. And then at the end of the period, Shots are 26 to 18 in favor of Dallas. And I thought the effort from Dallas in the second was ramped up there. And I thought it was an excellent period. I thought it was better than the first. And the first period was really good. So what did you think of the Stars' play overall in the second?
0: Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you there. It was it was better than the first. And the first was already good. I, I really liked the way that they built on the momentum they had and they kept rolling. The only thing I wished is after the third goal, they, they kind of let off the gas a little. And I wanted them to kind of keep that same momentum, which I know it's hard to do. They had d- done it for five minutes straight. So, But, I mean, if you can keep that going and just pile it on, you can just win it in the second and not deal with the stressful third period that we're going to talk about.
1: <laughs> now, the other thing we should mention is the fact that uh, the Stars did not have a very good travel from Calgary. Uh, that's something I probably should have mentioned at the beginning of the game. But they did not get into Dallas until 3.30 this morning. So they're obviously I mean Seattle got to Dallas before Dallas got to Dallas, which is that's pretty rough, So there was no morning skate, obviously because of the travel issues and uh i I, I need to remember this tweet if i I think they had some issues in Phoenix or something like that uh, with their plane or something i I need to go back and look that up, and I'll tweet it if I can find it later, but anyways, Star's playing really well despite being extremely tired and trying to take care of business so in the third, Seattle is controlling the puck within the first three minutes. Uh Roffle would draw a slashing penalty, would put the stars on the power play for the second time. Not really much comes of that, but they do take two point two minutes off the uh off the clock. And uh I mean, Gary Garyanoff would have a shot in the slot there. Ro, uh, Robertson would have a shot by himself. And again, it's one versus four, so he's not able to get a shot off. Uh, shots are twenty nine to twenty five at this point, so they're getting closer in uh, the shot department with about ten minutes remaining. Keevy with another great chance there. Uh, Drigger would make the save off his glove. Uh, Otter with an enormous save on Victor Rask, and this is the, I mean, the biggest save of all of them tonight. And we talk about you know when we were in the niami Littonen phase when we had both of those guys and you know spending ten million dollars on goaltenders like that that we wouldn't get those timely saves from either one of those two guys. And Otter tonight, he's had his rough patches over the past couple of months or so. But tonight, he comes up with the biggest save at the most opportune time. So really, really, really big, enormous save there. Um, It would go four on four. Uh, Cole Lynn and Suter would take penalties for roughing after hugging and stuff like that in front of uh, Jay Gottinger. <laughs> Uh, but Drieger would rob Robo by himself in the slot. Extended time in the Dallas zone towards in the last five minutes of the period, getting very physical, very notice uh, noticeable from both teams. And I thought the six on five for Dallas was actually okay. It, it it was not as bad as it's been. It wasn't fantastic, but it's better than it was. And uh, it wasn't been as long as it should have the... been either. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, what were you it saying? It wasn't as
0: long as it should have been. The Kraken just didn't pull their goalie for whatever reason.
1: Yeah, that was the other thing that I did, I mentioned. I saw was like, uh, I think it was like three and a half minutes remaining in the period, and the Kraken. I mean, the Stars were playing good defense. They were keeping it towards the outside, and they were making sure they were getting their stuck their uh, their sticks in the lanes and stuff like that. But you know, they had extended time, and they didn't pull Drieger at all, and yeah. they didn't do that until the Stars finally got it out of the zone with a minute and a half remaining. So. I thought that was a really dumb decision by Dave Haxtell there, uh, the Seattle coach, but, you know, it's in favor of the Stars there, so I'm, I'm happy about it. Um, uh, what did you think about uh, tonight's game, Chris? And then we'll talk a little bit about how big uh, the Vegas game will be.
0: Overall, I thought the game was good. We got unfortunate and made bad plays in the first period and didn't bury chances, but, like, talk about all season. If we do that, we blow this team out. We would have won this game 5-0 very easily. But, We're the Dallas Stars, and we can't do that, so I'm just happy we won.
1: (laughs) Right, and and again, we're the Dallas Stars, and this year we can't make it easy on ourselves. We can only win by one goal. That's the way that it has to be.
0: And we can only win when our backs are literally against the wall, speaking of, Tuesday. Yep.
1: (laughs) All right, let's talk about Tuesday for a little bit, because uh, as important as this game was, it's nowhere even close to as important as the game will be. On Tuesday, Vegas is only four points behind us. Um, you know, we're we're lucky to get the win tonight, but whether we make the playoffs is all the way up to the is due to this game coming up on Tuesday.
0: And we could potentially clinch on Tuesday too. So the scenario for the stars clinching on Tuesday is Vegas loses their game tomorrow, which is against the, uh, let me pull it up, San Jose. Not likely San Jose is not playing well and they're all going to be on the second night of a back-to-back. But they could lose. Who knows? So Vegas would have to lose that game, and then we would beat Vegas in regulation. Then we would clinch. That's insane. Not likely, though, but if we beat Vegas on Tuesday, the likelihood of them catching us at that point is very low. Our final two games would be uh, – or, or three games, is it? Two, two or games. three. Two. Two games. It's against uh, – Arizona. Arizona. Arizona Anaheim. and Anaheim. So those are likely wins, and Vegas has at least one. They have the the Lightning at least. And then who else? Tell me, Ryan.
1: I don't know. I don't know Vegas' schedule. I just it's know the they Lightning have easy, somebody
0: else. It might
1: be the Coyotes, actually.
0: The Blackhawks.
1: The Blackhawks, okay.
0: Yeah, so after the it. game on Tuesday, both teams go right back and play against a bad team. We play against Arizona... They play against the Blackhawks, and then the Stars finish up their season against Anaheim. Vegas finishes up against the Blues, so that's the game that shouldn't be likely for them to win. We'll see. The Blues, so James talked about how the Blues might be resting players during that game, but it could have implications on a uh, home ice advantage. So
1: between them and and the wild, yeah. Between
0: them and the wild. So hopefully it comes down to the wire and the Blues have to win it for home life advantage. That would be nice.
1: (laughs) Well, and what's funny is that as important as this game is, you know, if we lose this game, we could possibly miss the playoffs more than likely. You really could. And if we win the game, it's more likely that we get the first wild card spot. So, I mean, you have every single piece of motivation to win this game. And unfortunately, in Dallas Stars history, when it comes to these important games at the end of the season, we don't take advantage of it. And, I mean, we've talked about it numerous times over the the last couple of weeks. I believe it was 16-17 or 15-16 when the last game of the season, and I will remember it for the rest of my life, it was against the Minnesota Wild. All we had to do, and Minnesota was not making the playoffs. They were just playing spoiler. I forgot who made the playoffs in our place, but I'd have to look that up. But all we had to do was win the game, even in overtime, and we would have gone to the playoffs. And we weren't yeah. able to take, take advantage of that. So, and, and
0: let's look up real quick because with the win tonight and the Nashville loss tonight to Tampa Bay, we tie Nashville for the first wild card spot, which we would play Calgary instead of Colorado, which is definitely a million, billion times better. <laughs> Go, so, yes, agreed. Looking at the Predators' remaining schedule, they lost night. They play again tomorrow against the Wild, that's so nice. that should should be a loss. And then that's their one game in hand too. Remember, they have a game in hand on us, so that's it right there on the back to back. Then after that, they play on Tuesday against Calgary again, not a, not an easy win. And then they play again on Thursday against the Avalanche, <laughs> so they have a rough schedule to end the season on. So. We're looking backwards and forwards right now. We could totally get caught by Vegas on Tuesday, and if we lose Tuesday, that is the worst possible thing that could happen, and we have a big chance of being out. And if we win on Tuesday,
1: we we don't keep we don't have our own destiny at that point. If we lose on Tuesday,
0: correct. We have to we have to count on Vegas losing. And if we and if we win on Tuesday, we might have the first wild card spot and be playing against the Flames, which I feel very good about so it's just it's crazy how much comes down on the these three games might be more important than the first four games of the first round (laughs) i mean honestly it's kind of crazy to think about
1: that it is insane to think about that just because uh i mean we circled this game what weeks ago and said it might come down to this game and we were right (laughs) months ago (laughs) yeah so i mean i don't know I don't know. We'll have to see how, uh, sorry,
0: go ahead. Tuesday's the season. I mean, Brandon Ardell said it. I mean, you win, you're in, you lose, you go home pretty much. I mean, it's not exactly that yet, but realistically it really could be. And because of that, me and Ryan will be doing the watch along on Tuesday on THBN's YouTube channel. So if y'all aren't at the game, or y'all don't have anybody to watch it with? Come watch it with us. We will be screaming and yelling, and we will be giving period recaps as well as still doing the AJR after the game. It's gonna be great. Do
1: you say AJR?
0: A A G R. I think you
1: said AJR. <laughs> G's and J's are close. <laughs> yeah, but it is what it is. All right. Anything else we need to talk about, Chris, tonight before we uh, you know wrap it up?
0: I don't think so. Okay, GG,
1: boys. Yeah, I was about to say, where. where is it? Where is it? There was a comment that oh, way back. We finally get to hear a GG, boys. I can't find it. There it is. Ardell saying, finally, we get a GG, boys. It's been a while.
0: It's been a while. GG, it's, boys.
1: It's been over a week. So we really, really, really need more of those uh, GG, boys. So.
0: And we need it on Tuesday. Starcastic remarks gear, everybody.
1: Yes. All right. Well, anyways, guys, that's going to do it for us here tonight please go and check out uh, starcasticandmarkshop.com, and and you can directly support us that way by purchasing some of our merch options. Phase 1 is out right now. Please go and check that out. We'd really appreciate it. And uh, I forgot to say it off the bat, but thanks again to DraftKings for being our sponsor for our podcast. Use the promo code THPN the next time you go and use their website or their app. And uh, please also make sure that if you liked anything you saw or you saw or heard or whatever, that you leave a comment, subscribe to our YouTube channel, or just leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. That'd really help us out. And uh, I think that's it. So, we'll along see with Chris, you on Tuesday. Yeah, we'll see you on Tuesday. Come come hang out with us while we uh, talk about whatever. So, anyways, along with Chris, I'm Ryan. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. We hope you guys have a good evening, afternoon, whatever it is. Bye.